So I've started playing a, a game. Sorry if I sound out of breath. It's because I am. I cycled down here today, down to the workshop today. Fucking love that bike, by the way. I did get the... So I had to try and fix that flat. I had to try and fix that flat. And I'm trying to run tubeless now. Tube, tube, tubeless, right? I thought that it was a fucking... I thought it was a, a like a, an inner tube that you put the stuff in, but this system's tubeless, right? And I made a total arse of it. I got it working eventually because I spoke to one of my neighbours who actually knows a thing or two about bikes, do you know what I mean? But I was... So I didn't know that the tyre had to sit on a bead in the, in, the, in the rim, right? So that it creates a seal. So I just... I watched three YouTube videos on it and not one of the fuckers said that you need some sort of fancy pump that like all the air comes out and it pushes it into the beads. None of the fuckers said that. Not a single one of them said that. Uh, and I watched a three minute one, a seven minute one, and I watched this guy for 15 minutes changing this tire. And the first 45 seconds to a minute was him opening the door to his garage. Do you know what I mean? And not one of the fuckers, apparently, Learning how to open someone else's garage door is more important than knowing that the bead of the tyre has to sit inside the fucking wheel thing. Rim. But I got it working eventually. So I put the stuff in and all this kind of pink liquid was seeping out the sides. And I was like, I've totally made an ass of this. And what I was doing was I was pumping away. Pump, pumping away, right? <laughs> Trying to get his tyre to work. And every so often, I seen my neighbour at the end of the street coming out and he was doing something in his car and I was kind of looking around hoping that he'd catch my eye struggling. Do you know what I mean? Like a damsel in distress. Like, oh, sir, I, Kevin's this tyre is really fucking exhausting work. But it, he came up and he was like, it's no under him. So he pulled out this big pump thing that like saves all the air that you pump into it into a canister and then fires it all out in a winner and like puts it round this, it put, like forces the tyre out and I asked him how much is that pump and he was like this man cost me 150 pounds and I was like well I'm not getting one <laughs> I'm not getting one do you know why you've got one so that <laughs> that's rough man but like that's the that's the truth so I got it fixed so I cycled down today and it was great but it was really muddy and now I'm all dirty uh, you might notice that I'm wearing a new tracksuit top or you don't know that because you're listening to this in the audio version and you don't realise that I'm wearing a tracksuit top, but I am, right? Because remember the back debacle? Remember when my back went and it pure I was fucked and I couldn't walk and I was walking at a 45 degree angle? I, 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 that um, made me hyper aware that trousers and belts do not suit my frame anymore. The way I am wearing trousers does not suit me. But the whole time I was sore, I was wearing shorts and, tra and tracksuit bottoms. And now I'm like, I'm just wearing tracksuits now. So I went on eBay and I bought myself a, a couple of tracksuits. I bought myself a black and gold Adidas Originals tracksuit. Got it for a song, man. Got it for like 40 quid, right? And the thing is, see my work trousers? This is the bit that pisses me off, right? See the work trousers that I bought? They were 40 pound and they hurt my back. I'm like, fuck this, man. Why am I wearing work stuff? Because someone says, you need to wear work clothes when you're working. Fuck that. I'm wearing an Adidas tracksuit from now on. I'm wearing clothes that I like. So I just bought a couple of cheap Adidas tracksuits and just, I'm going to get them absolutely caked and caked? Cake it? Cake it, which is Scottish for covered, covered in paint. Covered in paint. And just make them look mad. That's what I'm going to do. So that, I've bought this red one. 
because uh, I used to have a red one. It was the first. So I used to. This is before. I will tell you about this game eventually. But see the see when I was playing gigs back in the day when I was playing gigs, I used to turn up wearing like an Adidas tracksuit top. And one of my friends came up to me. Um, I get uh, Amy. Her name is Amy. Um, she came up to me after I played a gig in the shed in Shawlands, right? And this, and she came up to. So when I used to play gigs, what would happen was I would turn up super early, and I would just go exploring. I'd just go into random, I didn't drive, so I'd just go into random pubs and talk shit with people and I'd hang about and stuff and, and then I'd just tell a couple of stories that were nothing to do with the songs that I was singing. All the songs I was singing were proper depressing. I think, I look back on my stuff now and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. The music I would play now would be completely different. It would be light, light-hearted, more ha- more light-hearted and a bit more kind of hip-hoppy. But I used to do covers of stuff like Cypress Hill and... And the Beastie Boys and, and Old Dirty Bastard and stuff like that in my stuff. But anyway, this is get fuck up we do. We, the way I used to play, it was what I used to wear. And I used to wear a red Adidas tracksuit top. Right, I'd, I'd wear that because I loved the originals kind of stuff. And, and that's what I was into. And Amy came up to me after a gig one day and she's like, you don't dress the way you sound. You should maybe think about the way you dress. Because the way you dress isn't a reflection on the blues songs that you're singing. I was like, oh, aye. So then I went the total opposite and I started wearing a suit and then I got to the point where I just fucking hated that. And I remember after I stopped, I stopped playing music, I was playing a gig one time and a guy, we'd, we'd paid him to come in. He was on tour and we'd paid him to play this venue and he came in and I knew him because I'd played with this guy before a couple of times and uh, he'd came up to me and he was like, why are you dressed like a skater boy? And I was like, fuck, because this is the way I actually dress. The suit, I don't wear a suit any other time apart from funerals, weddings, and when I play gigs. And if I could get away with it, I wouldn't wear suits to funerals or weddings either. I'd dress like a skater boy. And he said it, and it would kind of take the piss out of me. And I, and I was like, oh, fuck I. Because this is actually how I dress. This is actually how I dress. I've never really done the full tracksuit thing. I've never really done the full tracksuit thing. But I just think, like, if I, I, can't, I can't express how comfortable I am. The fact that, like, I cycled down here, see if I was wearing my work trousers, did they get caught in the fucking, the wheel, the, not the wheel, the cog thing, what you call that, sprocket, <laughs> that thing with the pedals on it, it would have got caught in there, ripped all my trousers, and would have been, I'd need to get a bandana and tie it around my leg, that's a whole different fucking thing, but the tracksuit just works, so that's what I'm going to wear, I've decided. Uh, I'm going to wear that. That's but I, I, this is the this is the most comfortable I felt in years, right? So anyway, I'm playing a game. This is not sponsored by this game. This isn't one of this fucking. No, you get these people that do the Clash of Clans. It's nothing to do with that. I'd never fucking play that anyway. See, as soon as someone tells me I need to play a game, I don't fucking play it. That's how much of an asshole I am, right? But the the game I'm playing now is The Simpsons Tapped Out, right? Now I don't know if anyone out there. It's played The Simpsons Tapped Out. I'm a fucking massive Simpsons fan. I am, I'm, I, I can't, I, I'm a total geek when it comes to it. The, the, I will watch The Simpsons. I used to have a DVD, used to have DVDs of The Simpsons that I'd bought out of fucking Tesco at three o'clock in the morning when I was steaming, right? And I'd go home and I, and I would watch like a full season of The Simpsons beginning to end. And then go back to the start and watch it again and just repeat the process. There's like four, there's quite a lot of things I've done that with Alan Partridge. I watched Alan Partridge every night for about six months. Peep Show, I watch three times a year. 
I had to, I have to limit myself to three times a year with Peep Show. Futurama is another thing straight back on the start. Rick and Morty, even though I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that because of that, would you call him guy, that Royland guy? Because just is it Justin Royland because of what he's done? Because he's a bad bastard now as well. He fucking there was a bit where I was like, you horrible prick. You don't know how much you've fucking ruined this for me, asshole. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's a he's a bastard for other reasons, but the personal the personal attack on me is I really fucking like Rick and Morty, and now I don't know what's going to happen. Apparently, they're going to change the voice, but there's always a bit. I mean, it's like there's only so many bands that have been able to change the singer and survive. Do you know what I mean? There's only so many bands. Iron Maiden, you know what I mean? Uh, ACDC. Like, there's only so many. Then when you get new singers in, you're like, that. this sucks. Do you know what I mean? And it's not fucking good anymore. Uh, so I've totally forgot what I fucking was saying, but my, I'm on coffee again. I'm on the co- I have made the switch from the energy drinks back on the coffee. I have weaned myself down to just the 12 cups of coffee a day. I don't even know how many cups of coffee I have a day. I had one this morning before I left the house. I usually have two. I usually have two cups of coffee before I leave the house and I have one when I get here. And then I'll have one at lunchtime and I'll probably have two more in the afternoon. Uh, it just depends what sort of day it is. And then I'll finish off the pot of coffee when I get up the road and then I'll lie awake all night dreaming really fucking fast. That's a Stephen, oh, what's his fucking name? Stephen Wright, the comedian Stephen Wright, the one with the really plain and bland voice. He was also the voice of K Billy Super Sounds of the Seventies and Reservoir Dogs. He has so there's a there's a film by Jim Jarmusch called Coffee and Cigarettes. Right, if you've never seen it, you should fucking watch it. It's incredible. It's got Bill Murray, the Rizza and the Jizza in a segment. It's like all these wee stories about people, Jack and Meg White. Iggy Pop and Tom Waits, but there's a bit where it's Stephen Wright and I can't remember the other person, right? But Stephen Wright says, I like to drink lots of coffee before I go to bed because it makes me dream really fast. And I remember watching that and going, that's fucking clever. I'm going to take I'm going to take that bit of patter off you, Stephen. We'll never meet in real life. <laughs> I'm going to take that bit of patter off you and I'm going to I'm going to put that in as my own chat. That's what I'm going to do, right? Because uh, it's fucking brilliant, right? Now, what was I talking about? Watching things begin to end. The Simpsons is one of them that I'll, I will watch that religiously. And this game is like Springfield's blew up. So it's made by EA. So basically, it's trying to get you to buy. It's a free game that they try and get you to buy shit off you. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to get you to trade real currency for fake currency. That's what it is. And even the real currency we use is fucking fake. That's totally made up. There's no such thing as real currency. The only currency there is is time. Because time is the only thing that you can't make more of, more of, and as as humans, they have they have conditioned us to believe that we should trade our trade our time for a, a certain amount of money set by the person you're doing the deal with, and that's preposterous. That's the most human thing I have ever heard. It's almost as human as the Thursday Big Shop. That it is just it is it's just a complete and fucking utter lot of shite, and the co- switching to coffee has made no difference. It's made no difference to me whatsoever when it comes to fucking going massive tangents, right? But that's what they try and do in this game. But you don't really need to do that. It's like everything else, you don't really need to do that. I'm not addicted to it yet. I can feel it, man. It's it's there. Do you know what I mean? But you're rebuilding Springfield and there's like all these things from... Like, so in season two, episode four... No, wait, sorry. In season four, episode two, a streetcar named Marge... I can't, if I got that, listen, if I got that right, it's official, I am a fucking sad act, right? <laughs> but that's the one where Marge, uh, she, it's, what's the fucking, what's the play? 
a street came street card named Desires, that what it is, and it's Ned and her are doing the thing and all that. But Maggie goes into a nursery, so one of the, the I, I'm building the nursery now from that, and this is the bit that's getting me, because I'm like looking at stuff and go, oh, there's the thing, oh fucking hell, there's such and such, like that's the bit that's getting. So I'm doing all this stuff and trying to unlock all this shit. Right now, I played this game years ago. I used to work with the council or the council as it's known anywhere else. The council. I used to work with the council years ago. Uh, and when I say I worked with the council, I I use that, I use that, that very loosely, I'll use that term, work. Because sometimes I just turn up and do fuck all, man. Like, nothing. To the point where the, uh, I, the, the job wasn't available for me anymore, and that's why. Because I was like, I'm fucking doing, i done nothing for a long time. Like, I'm, I can't even lie. Like, I can't even lie about that. I'd done nothing, but it's because... It's because... Right, see if I'm looking back and I'm psychoanalyzing myself. This ADHD thing keeps coming up all the time. And another thing, ODD, Operational Defiance Disorder. I don't know if I've spoke about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to, I'm going to just say it now, right? So oh, I, my understanding of Operational Defiance Disorder is so, for example, right? See, and I used to work in the council, or I used to work anywhere else. Say I was doing a thing, like I was tidying a room or I was putting chairs away and someone opened the door and said, can you put those chairs away? I would then stop what I was doing and put them all back out because I'd be like, fuck you, don't fucking tell me what to do. Like that, that's what, that's stupid, I know. And the older I've got, the more I've been able to realise that, hold on, man, you were doing this job anyway, you don't need to get angry at people for no reason at all. But when I was younger, I would just be like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Like that. So that's ODD is another thing. And apparently it goes hand in hand with ADHD. And and there's another thing now that I've been reading up and people have been telling me, because people love to tell me about this. People love to tell me about this. Every See, when I meet people, they go, have you ever thought about this? I'm like, no, but now you've said it, I'm thinking about it all the fucking time. Um, apparently there's some autistic traits with some autism traits with ADHD, like watching The Simpsons from beginning to end and then putting it back on again and watching it again and repeating the process for six months and listening to songs on repeat. Listening to songs on repeat is another one. Now, I don't know if you're aware. I don't know if you're aware, right? But see this whole professional walrus chaser thing? That came from I Am The Walrus by The Beatles. I listened to, I, and I'm not fucking joking when I say this, I listen, I, I did listen to I Am The Walrus every fucking day at least once. There was points in here where I had I Am The Walrus on on repeat for three hours while I was working on a thing, right? And it's not just that song. The most recent one has been Prof Barbreaker. I've listened to that. I listened to that song one night without a walk. And honest to God, it must have been about between 25 to 30 times I listened to that song on repeat. Do you know what I mean? That uh, This is, uh, and now folk are going, oh, have you ever thought maybe, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking, I don't fucking know what is wrong with me. I don't know. But now I don't feel that it's wrong with me. I used to think there was something seriously fucking wrong with me when I would put all the chairs back and go, fuck you, I'm not doing that. And then go home and watch Peep Show for the third time that week. Like that's, that's what I thought was wrong with me. But this game, I used to play this game all the time when I was in the council and then my account got suspended. I don't know why, it just deleted my account. And I remember, I, I, it might still be there on Twitter, I having a go at EA 
because I was like, fuck you, yeah. You have just played this game and I lost all my shit. I had hundreds of stuff in this game uh, and I lost it all. And then, and then it lost the, the going back and trying to do get, get, do it again. Lost the thing. This happened again to me, right? Now, I'm not. I'm. I used to be really into games. Now I don't have the time for games. I don't have the time for games that involve a story. See, like Red Dead Redemption Two. I bought Red Dead Two and never got anywhere into it because it was too much of a buy-in for me. And like, I've only, I've not got like a gaming room. Not like some people have got a gaming room and they go in there and they play games and stuff. I fucking not get that. We've got a television in our living room with a with an Xbox tucked in, plugged into it. It used to be a PlayStation, but I fell out with Sony. But the the fucking that's another story. Actually, that is another story. Wait, where did I go? Did I tell the story about this or fuck it? Right. That's all I've got is the is the Xbox now because um, I fell out with Sony. But the. The last game that I tried to play on that would have been Red Dead, I think, and I just was like, I can't fucking do this because I, my wife will come downstairs. And I'm not going to sit there and play fucking pretend I'm a cowboy, pretend I'm a cowboy while my wife sits there, like just fucking looking, looking at me, pretending to be a cowboy. Do you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't do it anymore. It needs to be a game that you can just kind of hop in and out of, right? So like I was playing Crash Bandicoot, for example, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Skater XL, I was playing that for a while. Really looking forward to Skate Skate 4, which is just called Skate Full Stop. That's coming out. That's going to be a free game for, by EA. So they, they'll need to remortgage my house when that one fucking comes out. Um, but this, the first story I was going to tell you about when I had a PlayStation, this isn't the reason I fell out with Sony. The reason I fell out with Sony was, a, was another, not another time. But the... Spider-Man, Spider-Man, when that, when that game came out came out, and you, and you could play Spider-Man, I fucking played that all the time, that was one of the ones I was like, I fucking, I love Spider-Man, there used to be a Spider-Man game for the PS1 that I got out of Solcoats Market, I copied the game from Solcoats Market for £3, and I remember going up the road, going home to my house and putting in my PlayStation, and being like, ah, fuck, well, goodbye outside, <laughs> Goodbye outside, and I just played this fucking constantly because I love Spider Man. I love all that comic shit. Know what I mean? So, I was playing the newest Spider Man, and I must have got about 75, 77, 77 rings a bell percent of the way through it. And then I went to my work, and I came back, and my youngest was playing it, and he must have been two. He must have been two. And he'd obviously picked it up and they'd been playing it or whatever. And my good lady wife was doing something else. Because, do you know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to get a break when they're fucking intense like that. Do you know what I mean? So she, he was only on it for about five, ten minutes. And then I went in and I looked and he deleted my game. He had deleted my saved game. And I was fucking livid. I was like, I can't believe this has happened. But what am I going to do? Fucking shout at a two-year-old. Am I going to hold a grudge against my two-year-old for the rest of his life because he taped, taped over? Because he went over the top of my fucking Spider-Man game? Is that the type of parent I want to be? And I asked myself that question about three or four times. <laughs> because I was like, I, I was, oh, so I never went back to that game. I tried to go back to the start and I was like, fuck this, it's too soon. It's too soon. And I never ever, so I never ever completed that game. The time I fell out with Sony was because Arkham Asylum. Now, I was not well one time. I don't even know when that, what age I was. But I was not well one time and I bought Arkham Asylum because I was feeling shit. And I went over the road and I played Arkham Asylum. 
and then Arkham City came out. If you've never played them, the Batman games, they are fucking brilliant. Uh, see if you're a Batman fan, uh, everything's there. Everything. There's Easter eggs fucking everywhere. And you're just, oh, that's such and such. And that's a, like, if I played that game, I remember playing that game in front of my good lady wife before she was my good lady wife. And there was a point where I, re I remember her going, you are a geek. And I'm like, I fucking know. I know. Like, I just want to pretend to be Batman or a cowboy. That's all I want to do, right? And uh, when Arkham City came out, I had one of the big PS3s, I think it was. It was a PS4, I can't remember, fuck knows. And, but they were big. So I put in Arkham City and the thing just fucking exploded. It just stopped fucking working. And that happened when my good lady wife was in the house, right? And that's probably... One of the first times, she wasn't my good lady wife, but that's probably one of the first times where she's ever seen me. I don't even know how to describe it. So angry that you can't reason with me. You can't reason with me when I'm angry like that. And sometimes I get angry over really stupid things like a PlayStation, right? To the point where I... Well, I went. I never bought another Sony product. I, I that's but if the if the vice chairman or the chairman of Sony was in the room with me, I'd have fucking knocked his teeth out. He would have been picking his teeth up with broken fingers. I would have fucking killed the guy. So I'm assuming it's a guy. Might not be a guy. I'd feel bad if it wasn't a guy, right? But that that's what I was like. I, that's and every so often this happens. But that was one of the first times where. She'd seen me like that. My friends have seen me like that. My friends have seen me like that plenty of times. And and it's like, there's one or two of them know what to say to, to go get a fucking grip kind of thing. Like, but I, I can't help it. it. It just, sometimes it just happens. And that was one of the times was when I, when I fell out with Sony and I genuinely was going to fucking, I was going to take them out. I was going to take Sony out. So I was. But I've been playing this game. I've been playing that Simpsons game and it's fucking brilliant. It's like, I, I, um, you like set people to do tasks, so you'll like set like comic book guy and like Kent Brockman and uh, Apu and all these people to go do things and stuff, and then you make money and then you buy more shit, and it's just it's a very fucking repetitive thing, but it just appeals to that inner geek in me, and and it's the bit where I know that NFTs will work. That's the thing. See when you try and explain NFTs to people, right? So NFTs is a non fungible fungible token. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, there was a point when I was mad into this and I read about it every day. And I was mad into cryptocurrency. In fact, I owned cryptocurrency. In fact, I owned a crypto miner. I was mining crypto at one point. So, like, I, that's how obsessed I was with this stuff. And it's games like that are the reason why I know that NFTs will work and why they are not going anywhere. Because they already exist. They already exist in this world. Right, but it's not the world that we exist in. It's the digital world. It's the it's a different it's like a different it's a different layer of digital world over the top of the world that we live in. That's where they exist is inside that. So when I'm trying to get something in The Simpsons and trying to get a hold of it, and then I get get it and I put it in my wee digital world, you can add friends, and the, your friends can come and look at your town. And I've been going into friends' towns and going, how the fuck did they get Kang? How did they get Kodos? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how have they get this? How have they get that room? How have they get this person? And 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 that's the bit where you're like, if I was able to then 
purchase that Kang and Kodos from that person, that's an NFT. That's what it is. If, if it was, there was only one of them, for example, or there was only a limited supply of them, that's what it would be. And that's how I know it would work because that's the way it's always kind of been. It's just, it's given a name now. And because it's given a name, for a lot of people, are, oh, it doesn't fucking work. But the reason that I, I think that people don't think it, it works is because it's a bit like the internet. It's a bit like the internet. It would be like trying to explain the internet to someone who was uh, like in 1945. If you were trying to explain that, the internet, to someone in 1945, if you could travel back, wars just finished, there's sailors kissing nurses in the street and all that, it's great, and somebody goes, what have you been up to, mate? And I would say, oh, fucking, I was on the internet, I've just time-travelled back for the future, I found it on the internet. What's the internet? They've not even got computers at this point. Do you know what I mean? They were sending messages through Morse code. Right? The phone wasn't even about that long. No one had a phone in their house. Was it still the radio? Was TV even a thing? Did TV not come out until the 50s? Was that not when, like, the 50s and 60s when people started getting TVs in their house? You could get into the pictures for a jam jar. So my granddad used to say, Hi, son, you could get into the pictures for a jam jar. Imagine trying to do that now. Imagine trying to go into the audience with a fucking jam jar. Right? <laughs> they wouldn't even fill it with juice. They wouldn't even do that for you, man. You need to remortgage your fucking house. You need to get rid of your Simpsons house and, and sell it on the NFT market to be able to go and watch a... A movie, a talkie, is what they used to call them. But the, you can't explain it. Like it's like a, like try to say, well, it's a digital phone book. It's like a phone book that's got everybody's number in it, but we've not got numbers anymore. Like you couldn't explain that to them, and that's kind of where the NFT is. Because you're trying to explain NFT and cryptocurrency to someone who's always put their hand in their pocket and used money, and they're like, that will never work. And you're like, it's it's it, essentially it's already here. You use your bank card. What do you think that the you go into into little up the middle aisle, aisle, and you buy a snorkel, and you go, you spend that £7 on that snorkel, do you think the Bank of Scotland runs in after you and hands over the £7? No, it's fucking digital, it doesn't exist, it never tra- never changes hands, no one ever touches it. And the bit with the art thing and the NFT thing was people going, like, they're trying to take things that already exist in this world and turn them into an NFT thing, like posters, like, it, that's the backwards way of thinking. It's the human way of thinking, right? That That's the thing. Like, it's the same thing as the Thursday Big Shop. It's total fucking human. You can only think human. You can't think any other way. It's like people that design aliens. People that design aliens are always based on other animals, are things that they've seen. That That's it. The, the real cool thing about people, like, see the alien world and all that. Like, you could do anything. Anything exists. And that's, that's the thing when it comes to these NFTs, folk. Like, I've made that NFT poster. Yay! And you're like, but that already fucking exists. Like, it, it's trying to look forward into a thing that doesn't exist and then using the technology that's available to make sure that it exists one day. I have an idea, but I can't tell you about it. I'm not fucking telling you about it, but I have an idea. And I've started it. And I've, I've started putting it out into, the, into the, the universe and stuff like that. But, like, that's where I see the NFT thing going, because I don't think anybody's really kind of cracked it yet. And I can't believe I'm talking about it, because I haven't thought about the NFT thing for ages. Like, I really haven't think thought about it for ages. There was a point where I thought about it every fucking day while I was watching Peep Show. <laughs> but that's the... 
that's that's what that's how I know it'd work because people are spending real currency to buy donuts in this game to then buy a thing that doesn't exist so that when people go and visit their town they go holy fuck how did they get Frank Grimes that's the that's how I know it would work because humans are collectors all of us are collectors I mean fucking look where I look at my but we all collect something whether it's real and, and physical or whether it's fake or, or, or emotional or metaphysical or whatever the fuck you want to call it. We all collect things from people. That's what I think humans are. We just collect things that we like from other people and then put it inside a skin suit that then we then project out into the universe. I'm taking a drink of coffee now. That's the shit that comes out sometimes. Sometimes that... That stuff, uh, you see it and people go, lizards on the moon. That's why I wrote that song. I, I don't know if you even know that the song I'm talking about. I wrote a song a wee while ago and I posted it up on the internet and it was about lizards on the moon. That's the stuff I like to write now. I had a person message me a wee while ago and say, um, when are you going to do music again? And I, 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 didn't, I don't think I even replied to it. I don't even think, I, they DM'd me. I don't, I don't even think I replied to it. Because um, it's funny, because when I was doing... When I started doing art, if you can call it that, when I started painting and I started doing that, people would message me and say, when are you going to start doing music again? Like, I know you're not really into this art thing, so when are you going to stop that and start doing the music thing again? And you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, who the fuck? Like, that fucking... And I remember getting a DM from someone about it. It was one of those three o'clock in the morning things. But you're like, fucking... I might never do it, man. I might never do it because it's not. I don't. I don't want to do that. That, but that's why I stopped playing music. Was because I wasn't as fucking sad and depressed and fucking. Do you know what I mean? Melancholy, about if you call it. Like I and and I, I like to poke fun at things and I like to joke now more. It's always been there, which is why I think that when I played live, it fell in its ass a bit because. I'd sing a song about something that was really fucking autobiographical and, and shit, right? And then what would happen is two minutes later I'd be telling a story about a guy I met in a pub and folk would come and see me and they would... It, it wouldn't it wouldn't blend well. It wouldn't blend well. In fact, the only time I remember playing a gig in some... I was there with my fre two friends. This was a fucking wild night. This was a wild night. I don't even know if I can tell you some of this the shit that happened in the rest of the rest of that night, but it was fucking mental. Um but I, I was playing in Oban, right? I told a story about the beginning of this night on another podcast I done with Billy, with Billy Kirkwood, and it was about uh, me not peeing at urinals. Right? I, I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, me and Billy tried this other podcast. We done one episode and then another episode that I never ever uploaded because I get distracted and done something else. I was probably watching Rick and Morty again. The and it was about so if you want to know that story go and watch that it's called the future self thing I think it's called that uh, and it'll be on YouTube there's a story on that about this night in Oban but it was before this bit happened and it was one of the first times I got like an hour set you know what I mean like they, it, towards the end of me playing music folk were trying were starting to get me into doing kind of headline slots but when I was doing headline slots it was still in front of like 10 people like I, I wasn't doing headline slots in front of like 400, 500 it was nothing like that it was there was, it was always really small amounts of people, right? But when I done this slot in Oban, because I had an hour, 
I just talked. I'd done a lot more talking than I'd ever done before. And there was a couple of people there that I didn't know who were actually on holiday from Glasgow who had seen my name and like, oh, that guy plays quite a lot in the town. So we'll go and see him. And my mates were there. And my mate came up to me uh, after it and he was like, that's the fucking best gig you've played. And he's like, really? Like, I just talked shit. And he's like, that it was good because you get time. You get time. I was trying to rush through a set. He's, but you get time to talk and talk about songs and, and kind of, he said it was really fucking good. And I was like, fucking thanks, man. And then like two minutes later, the other people from Glasgow came up and they were like, that was a good fucking gig. Well done, mate. And I was like, fucking hell, right, okay. So when that shit started to happen, that was me on the, that was me starting to fall out of it. Like that was me going, I don't want to do this anymore kind of thing and moving on to the next thing. I don't even know how I got into this thing that I'm talking about now. This thing that I'm talking about right this second. I just sometimes end up in places and I don't know why. But that that's what I, what I do. I think I am going to do it. I keep saying this. I'm going, the right now I am swamped busy and it's because there's like two jobs that have ran on and they've ran on through unforeseen circumstances. No one's fault. Like, it's not as if there's one person that's held a job up. It's like four or five things that had just happened and sometimes it runs and it runs on. And I'm right in the middle of one, the now, that's ran on. And I'm really trying to get it finished so that I can start doing the other stuff again. Because I've I've got a couple of things coming up that... um Good things. I, ha- I don't know if this is a place where I'm going to talk about this stuff, but I've got my first three-story gable end to paint, right? So I'm fucking, I'm wired about that. Really happy at the prospect of doing my first three-story gable end. Um, and I've got uh, another gable end coming up. Uh, and I'm going for another one. I'm putting in a an application for another one, which I think is three-story. And if I get that, then these day three things are the, the only things I'm going to be doing right through the summer. Everything else that I do will be going out my bike and painting things that don't belong to me, getting into stand up, working on one podcast, try to finish my book. I'll be doing the shit that I want, that, that stuff, the walrus stuff, the proper walrus stuff, is that's what I'll be doing because these other things will pay the bills. And then what happens is I do what I'll do what I usually do. Well, I'll have the money to pay the bills. And then I'll just keep dipping into the money to pay the bills until eventually I don't have any money to pay the bills. And you venture out of the cave and go and find resources and bring it back. It's a vicious cycle. But like, um, I hope that, I think that this is it's starting to turn where people are taking the Gable End thing and that my the things that I'm painting more kind of seriously, which is fucking wild. Which is wild, considering that it all just comes from from vandalism. Do you know what I mean? It's it's wild. Like there was never a point when I was out writing my name on things that I was like, well, I wonder, I'll, I wonder I'll paint a gable end. Like I never, never once did I think that was going to happen. Um, and even when I was out writing my name and things, and then going in and playing the gig, because that's what I used to do. I would, uh, I never once thought. I always thought it was music. I always thought this is how. This is what you. This is what you do. I thought I was going to do it forever, and then I. And then one day I didn't. One day I was like, I'm fucking sick of this. I don't want to do this anymore. I had too many bad experiences with people in music, too many people sticking their oar in, 
kind of thing. And then the operational defiance disorder bit where I self I self-sabotaged a lot. There was a lot of times where I had really good opportunities and someone would ask me to do something, I'd go, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Like I know and that that's pure that's pure on me. That's a hundred percent a me problem. Um but that that that's what's happening. That's what's going to be happening over the next few weeks. So I've made myself a kind of a, a thing in my head. Once this job is done to completion and I'm happy with it and it's out into the world, I will book a day in to just do the podcast stuff and just work on writing. And then I'll have another day where I go out and I bomb. And then I'll have another day where I do this. And then, and, do you know what I mean? And that's and that's what I'll do. That's how I will run my business for a while. Because um, that's what it is at the end of the day, isn't it? It's a, it's a business. But the, the Gable End thing's great. Like, being able to paint this stuff's brilliant. But I wonder how long... Because the thing is, when I go out and I'm working in these places and I'm looking at the Gable Ends, I'm also looking at other spots. I'm like, I could get something up there. <laughs> There's a bit... Or I go and I see other writers and I'll see where they've got bits and I'll be like, I could go up next to that. Like, And then and I'm like, how long until you can't walk this line anymore? How long until you don't get the jobs because you're out doing the other thing? And then that's where I need to ask myself the question. It's like, well, what do I want to do? <laughs> do I want to play music again? Fuck it. You know what I mean? As long as the bills are paid. That's all that matters. It's, as long as the bills are paid... And you can just go and do your other thing and all that. It's not about making a million. It's not about making a billion. It's just about making stuff that you're like, I'm I'm into this. And I think if you just continue to chase the thing that you're into, eventually it'll sort itself out. As long as you're making sure you're chasing that thing and not the other things, not the money or the amount of Instagram followers you've got or the amount of people that are watching your stuff or the amount of people that are doing... As long as you're chasing the thing that thing that make you want to do, all that other stuff will sort itself out eventually. You just need to be patient, and that's the hardest bit, is the patience bit, I think. And I don't know how I've ended up here. I don't know how I've ended up here. I didn't have a plan, because I never have a plan. I just know I'm going to talk. I did. The only thing I knew all, uh, was this, the Simpsons game thing. I was going to talk about that, and that was it. And then the rest of it just fucking just happened. So there you go. That's episode whatever. Don't know. I'm not even. I don't even see the point in numbering these now because I don't know. It might be eleven. <laughs> it might be eleven. Uh, so, so there we go. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time, because it's the most important currency that you own, because you don't know how much you have of it. That's what they should teach in school. That's what they should. Te- that should be lesson one, and then lesson two should be how not to be a dick. And how you are the only person who are responsible is responsible for your dickness. <laughs> and, uh, and then, if there's time, teach them maths. <laughs> it's just a bit funny. Maths hasn't changed. Maths hasn't changed for fucking centuries, right? But no one's ever thought, maybe we should teach them not to be dicks first, because the maths thing's not really changing that much. So you can always get into that whenever. You could get any Pythagoras at any age, right? But if you get any Pythagoras and you're an asshole, then you're probably going to have more fucking problems. Do you know what I mean? But that's why I don't run a school yet. Yet. One day I'll have a school. <laughs> I don't... No, probably not. Probably not. I did. was going to write a book. I was going to write another book after this book if I had a fucking school. <laughs> 
if I had a school, that's what I was going to call it. If I had a school and I'd just write what I would do in my school, in my imaginary school, that's what I would do. I've got three books in my head. Two books, three books, technically. The, the first book's The Practical Guide. That's going to come out like when I get that finished. Uh, so that's the first book. The second book that's in my head is called The Little Book of Why. And it's just... I'd started writing that as well on the side as a palate cleanser to the other book. So when I was writing the other book and every so often I got bored of that, I'd just start writing a fucking... <laughs> writing my Little Book of Why. And The Little Book of Why is just books. It's just stories of uh, uh, things I like and why. Like wrestling. Why I love wrestling. Why I love skateboarding. Why I love peep show. Whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, but then also stuff that's not just like pop culture. Like why I take drugs. That was one of them as well, right? But that's for another fucking thing, right? Uh, we can, I feel that we can now be a bit more open about that because I told you about the mushroom thing. So, and then the third book was, uh, was that thing I just said there, if I had a school. And I was going to write it like that. I was going to write if I, instead of I, so it'd be if, A-H, I, had, instead of had, ha, uh, da, a school. <laughs> uh, and that's what I was going to call it. If I had a school. And that and it would be that. That would that's the third book. The third book that I'm going to release on Elementary Penguin Publishing, which is my publishing company. That's what it's called. <laughs> I started a publishing company uh, by myself called Elementary Penguin because I don't think anyone will publish my books. And if they do, they might tell me to put the fucking chairs away. And if they tell me to put the chairs away, I'll be telling them, fuck you, Sony, I ain't fucking doing it. So that's my that's my publishing company. It's Elementary Penguin Publishing. I'm also, any music that I have is out on Eggman Records. <laughs> Eggman, is it Eggman or Eggman? I can't remember what I registered. Eggman Records. That's the other one. There's a theme here. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see it. I've never told anybody this. This was all written down in my, my, my books that I keep all my ideas in. Corporation T-shirt. That's where my T-shirts come from. If you if you buy a T-shirt off me, there is a thing in the inside and it says Corporation T-shirt. That's my T-shirts. Do you know what I mean? So, like, that's my that's my business model. It is there. It's been there for two years, believe it or not. I'd figured this out when I wrote my job description. I figured out the corporate st structure at the same time and how I want everything to sit and all that. Fuck it. No, I mean, up there for thinking, doing there for pedaling my bike. <laughs> So there you go. Before I hit any other veins, I'm going to go because I need to finish this job. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Most important thing you've got. And I will catch you next time on Confessions of a Walrus Chaser.